Hey, everybody out there. I'm talking today with my good friend, Drew Hiss. Drew, welcome to just thank you for actually just showing up and having a conversation. You bet, John. It's great to be here uh, virtually with you. <laughs> yes, virtually. I mean, the new normal. Yeah, that's right. And you're sitting in, um, you're looking out at beautiful Mount Evans, which is actually the view out of your home, but you just moved in. So this is actually uh, the best you can do on short notice because you're still trying to move in in the middle of all the craziness that's happening right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We're feeling more and more settled. It's not like we're going anywhere anytime soon. No, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I've known Drew for, it's got to be what, uh, when did we first meet? Six, seven, eight years ago? Yeah, somewhere in that range. It's quite a while ago. I think when I first started PCCI, wasn't it? Yep. Um, when I first started doing my coach training. And uh, Drew has been incredibly successful in business. And then he did some work with Convene. But then he started Acumen Impact and a powerful group of masterminding and working with some of the top leaders around. And I was thinking, you know, Drew, there's so much going on right now, really from a leadership perspective, right? The who we are, the decisions that we have to make, how we move through this, how we handle it spiritually, emotionally, physically, financially, business-wise. There's all these decisions that we need to make. And I really appreciate you taking the time because I, want, I knew you could help everybody out there on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook group, on our podcast, really kind of just have a conversation about like, how do we do that? So let me just ask you a question maybe to start out, right? Because I know you work with so many people in all kinds of different spheres, nonprofits, you know, traditional business, finance, manufacturing, people that are employed and now they're working out of the house. So, I mean, so we have people listening that are really from many different backgrounds and situations and people globally. Like, the, what's the first thing that comes to your head if I ask you, hey, what's the best advice you think you could just share with people right now? Boy, that's a uh, loaded question, John. Thanks for throwing that out there to start the... Uh, well, I want to start easy, and then we'll, yeah. it's going to get harder from here. Can you throw in an alley-oop up there for the, you know, dunk to get the blood flowing a little bit? <laughs> you know, I don't know that I have the silver bullet answer. This is, uh, you, as you and I have discussed, uncharted territory we are in today. Uh, it feels very surreal. It's almost uh, movie, you know, sci-fi kind of stuff that this feels like we're living through real time. And uh, I, I think maybe some of the best advice I've got, because I think my observation is that, you know, people want to react and do something and mm. go fix something. And at some level, I feel like this is one of those places we find ourselves in where I think it's important to slow down and get quiet and allow our spirit to be moved by God's spirit and, and listen and pour out our deepest thoughts, feelings, anxieties to him and hand them over. Obviously, there's a battle at hand. And I work a lot with entrepreneurs, business owners, and uh, there are many who are trying to figure out how to just survive this amazing uh, circumstance we find ourselves faced with this crisis. And there's so many uncertainties. And uh, boy, the ones who are, are uh, seemingly the healthiest through this are the ones who are, are uh, on their knees, mm -hmm. maybe literally, figuratively, the ones who are uh, 
staying connected with others in, in community and uh, maintaining strong dialogue with people who uh, they find trusted relationship with, uh, competence, and so forth, and uh, a great source of strength and encouragement. Because it's, it's a time when I think one of the things we need most is encouragement, uh, hope, and uh, faith in what lies ahead. Well, yeah, and you know, I think one of the fastest ways for us to kind of push down maybe a sense of anxiety or fear or worry even, right? In addition to what you talked about, prayer and really kind of getting quiet, but is to go do that for somebody else. It's amazing when you you kind of let the arrows point in toward Mm -hmm. yourself, you kind of get caught in your own little echo chamber and like I got to tell you, it was such a gift. Um, a woman who I know yesterday called me and I was in the middle of, you know, we have our team. I'm looking at, you know, just be honest, right? Payroll. We have four employees. We have seven coaches that we keep busy right. and business is zero. And we're sitting here having a really honest conversation with ourselves about, okay, what is our role in this current environment? What does it look like? Over the next two weeks, next six weeks, two months, if, you know, what if it goes longer? What are our skill sets? Do we, you know, how do we put things together that uh, are, might be possible for us to monetize or to keep the business running? Keep, I mean, we got to pay our bills and mortgage. Right. I don't know what the financial package looks like. Anyway, so my head is kind of in that space and Cheryl called me and you know what? We just had a, she called just to check in and have a conversation and say, how you doing? And, you know, what can I do for you? How could I pray for you? Hey, have you thought about this? Hey, here's a client of mine. I helped them think through. And she just called to check in. And I got to tell you, it was such a great example. I immediately, after we got off that call, three people kind of popped into my head. I really think kind of God put them there. Mm-hmm. And I just had conversations to call and serve them. And it was really yeah. meaningful. And as I just started focusing on realizing, hey, I'm not in this alone. And maybe I have something of value to help some other people. It honestly just helped me get to a place where I was calm. And we used to say in the military, we had a saying, it's calm is contagious. Mm-hmm. The best leaders I knew, they were able to stay calm in really difficult situations because right. We have to do the best that we can to prepare. And, but we all get into moments where I feel like there's nothing I could do to prepare like this, right? Or my first flight into combat or, right, when you first have a, a teenager, right? And they do some <laughs> teenage things. Uh, I love how you say fly into combat and having a teenager in the same breath, John. That was rather interesting comparison. I had no gray hair in the military. I've had gray hair raising three boys. <laughs> uh, but you know what? And, but, and, then, and then there's times, though, that we need to keep moving forward, especially in those times that we don't feel prepared. And I know that's something you've had to do and helped, you know, your friends, your clients, people in, in, in Acumen go through. So, so, you know, that's probably a good question, Drew, is, when somebody doesn't feel prepared, but they have to keep moving forward, they have to, I mean, it's healthy to at least take a small action. Mm -hmm. What does it take to almost kind of prepare that so they can do that well? You know, that's a great question. I think it's situational for everybody. I mean, this, you know, in in, uh, different folks have different strengths around, you know, how to 
handle these types of things, how to communicate with their respective teams, you know, as leaders. Metaphorically, we are you know, also shepherds. And if you think of the flock, right, the flock is waiting for instruction, protection, guidance, wisdom, clarity. And, uh, you know, this is probably one of those times when regardless of how comfortable you are in your communication skill and how comfortable you are with sharing a message with people that are on your team looking to you for leadership, it's the most important time. And it's the most important thing to do. Mm. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is, again, such a unique uncharted time, but the people that you lead are looking to you. And uh, you can make a choice. You can be the, the person that sort of hides and goes into uh, a state of almost denial and, you know, thinking along the lines of the less I say, the better, because I don't want to stick my neck out and say something I shouldn't or be too optimistic. You know, the other form of leadership is one who maybe goes the other way and goes toward the optimism and toward the uh, paint this glossy, beautiful picture and, you know, is rah, 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 and uh, almost goes overboard in terms of, you know, this optimistic future and painting this beautiful portrait of what life's mm-hmm. going to be like. Not that we don't want to be positive and encouraging, right? but at some point people can't get their arms around, you know, the, uh, the reality of that. And then the third level of leadership in times like this, I think is that leader who says, Hey, I don't know what lies ahead, but we're going to jump into this mess together and together we're going to figure out how to win. And for now we may need to pivot. We may need to change some things. We all may need to take a pay cut. We all may need to, uh, think of ways we can go on offense versus defense. And conversely, we may need to think of ways to play defense today that we've never played before, whether that's cost cutting, asking our vendors for, you know, better terms, going to our bank and getting, you know, grace on some of our, our payment on our lines of credit or debt structures, whatever those might be. There's, there's a variety of ways to play defense. And, but really at the core of that third leader is this vulnerability about, you know, I don't know where we're at. I don't know what how this is going to play out. I don't know what the future looks like. And to be honest with you, I'm as anxious as you guys. Mm. But I'm going to be I'm going to be willing to uh, stick my neck out there and and lead us through this. And I hope you'll follow me. And I hope you'll jump on. And we can work through this together. And I think at the core of that third type of leader is you know some qualities that circle around the idea of being willing to be vulnerable, being willing to. Uh, be candid and being willing to communicate. And when I say that with consistency and continuity, I think that's the thing people are looking for today more than anything is consistency and continuity. And just that message that uh, gets communicated uh, can bring a great deal of comfort and assurance. Um, You know, we were talking earlier today on a conversation that one guy, um, he goes, you know, I've done a lot of things with the constituent. He's got a, a national organization. He goes, I was at home, of course, and I got out my uh, smartphone and did a quick video. I popped it up on YouTube and uh, I sent that out to everyone. And he goes, I got more positive feedback about what the message I shared mm. in the context of this home-based video, right? That uh, he goes, I, I, I've been astounded at the power of just that message. And that I would, you know, that 
that was willing to kind of be transparent and get online and throw it out there. It wasn't perfect, <laughs> yeah, but it was honest. And people, pre- he got, I got more positive feedback from that than I have the stuff I had professionally created in the past. See, and there, I think there's such a great lesson for all of us to take away in there because when you were talking about this, right, the sharing that, hey, I don't know exactly what this looks like. I don't know how to make maybe the best decision, although we have to make a decision right now, right? I'm going to take your input. It's also a place of humility. You know, you talked about authenticity, but part of being humble, because you know what, if you think of a lot of people, I think have a misunderstanding of what a leader is. Right. Because a, a lot of us think that leadership is the guy who has, or the woman who has the answer. They're, they're wise, they're smart, they're decisive. Right. And there's nothing about any definition of leadership that any of us have probably looked at, right? A positive influence on other people, whatever you define it. None of it says you're the shell answer man. Right. 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 A friend of mine, Chuck Blakeman, I love what he talks about. He says, listen, when you are leading, you are equipping and developing other people to reach their full potential for themselves personally and the organization that they're a part of. When you are making a decision, you are managing a person or a process. And it was his goal at all times to be in the leadership mode 100% of the times. It was more of an aspirational goal. But when somebody came up to him and asked him to make a decision, what he realized is, I need to do more work in either developing this person, changing the process, equipping somebody, or maybe this is part of a decision that does rise to me that, you know, it's appropriate for me to be there. But he's probably one of the most humble and just real leaders. And he's built, I think, over 30 companies. You know, now that you're here in Denver, Drew, I'll I'll have to make sure that when we can get back out and about that you and I and Chuck go grab a coffee at some point, but, uh, be great. Yeah. But you know what, you know, folks just be, it's okay to say, I don't have the answers. I had to share my team. Like I'm doing my best. I want all your input. Let's kind of play this out. But you know what though? There are people that are either going to, you know, get some really bad news. Like my son's fiance just got laid off. The good thing is, you know, there's the unemployment that she'll be able to tap into, but there's going to be some of us Drew, that are going to have to have some hard conversations, let people go, mm-hmm. shut down operations of maybe a division, or like I was telling you, a friend of mine has two restaurants that he does not think are going to survive this and has no idea if there's even a, a safety net that's going to be in place. So as I talk with people, and I was telling you this before we started recording, I think the emotions of almost fear or anxiety around everything that's happening has been displaced by a different emotion now. It's A, it's fatigue because we're all watching way too much news and we're way overthinking about everything that's happening. And also some of it's despair because for the first time in our life, we don't really see like an end point. Like after 9-11, like, you know, we all lived through that. I knew we were going to go through it and we were going to come out the other side. I honestly feel like that with this too. After the 2008 market crash, even though it affected me personally and financially significantly, I knew there would be a back upswing. I know at some point, this is going to all be in the rearview mirror, but I have no idea when you're in it what it looks like going through. So, so those folks out there that might have to be making really hard decisions, ones they don't want to make that have consequences and deliver some of these conversations that are not comfortable, how would you coach them, Drew, to 
kind of move into some of those areas? Well, it's, it's interesting, John. It's timely. I just got off a, a call, a virtual meeting, the new norm, right? The virtual meetings with a group of entrepreneurs. And, you know, it really was a theme of, and it's been this way the last several days, a spirit of hope for the best, plan for the worst. Mm. And engaging your leadership team and and how to work through that together. I mean, certainly if you own the place, if you're the the uh, proprietor, some of those ultimate decisions have to be yours because it may be your house that's on uh, mortgaged. It may be uh, you know your complete uh, wealth store that's at stake. But this idea of of uh, we you know the the decisions being made are so instantaneous today and so short term in nature that it really is one of those uh, I can only imagine having not served in the military like you did that you know in in a time of engagement in battle you're constantly in short iterations you know reassessing the the engagement and reassessing the enemy and assessing what has to take place in order for us to to succeed and avoid loss. And uh, it's the same now in business. It's it, these instantaneous intervals, <laughs> the five-year plans out the window, right? And today it's survival. And for most, we've never experienced something like this at this level. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it's in some industries, it's very hard hitting like the restaurant, food service, travel, entertainment, anything that involves a gathering or a place where people are meeting, Meeting, their industries are getting just crushed. And uh, then there's the other side, uh, you know, somehow everything construction related is essential today. And uh, the guys in in some construction spaces are actually being asked to start new work. The schools are shut down. So, hey, let's go ahead and accelerate these projects that we were going to do this summer and move them up to the spring. And now they're trying to figure out how do I cram all this together and and find workforce and make this thing happen. And their, their decisions and some of their challenges right now are on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. But I, I think uh, I just heard a guy talking about this today. I'm not going to take credit for it, but he said, you know, one of the phrases to use in the front of a decision that's being made today is for now, this is what we're going to do mm. for now, because of the nature of what we're facing, this is a direction we're going to plan to take, or this is an action we're going to, uh, put in place to for now, uh, right. for now for you, we're going to do something compensation wise to help bridge the gap so that you can make sure you're able to feed your family, pay your mortgage or whatever it might be. And we may do a deferred comp and roll compensation forward and, and on a deferral and a, uh, almost like a draw of sorts, just things that are so abnormal, but they're survival based. And yeah, uh, I'm going a long way with this question, John, but that's the reality we're uh, facing today. Yeah, and I, and I think I would add to that and say, you know what, uh, this isn't a time for trying to, you know, fill like the hero role or to make grand gestures or try to get, or uh, we all want to give hope. And I like that our leaders are working hard to give hope, but we don't want to give false hope or give promises that we can't deliver on right? Because if you say thing that's an absolute, like we are going to take care of you, right? And then financially, everything caves in and you can't do that. That's really hard for people. But if you just say, listen, this is my intent, 100%. For now, this is our plans. This is how we're going to do it. And I think to do that, so people uh, 
understand it too. Like what we've done with my whole team is, you know, we, I, so to speak, metaphorically invited them up in the cockpit. Here's all my gauges. Here's all the numbers. Here's what it looks like. If we have no income for six months, this is exactly what it looks like. And I'm working hard and bringing people into my life and talking about it. So I'm not making decisions based on emotion, but I'm really making decisions day to day with the best information that I have, knowing that I'll never have a hundred percent of the facts because it's just not knowable. Right. And it's like what uh, Socrates said all the way back. People said, you know, why are you so amazing at this as a debater and everything that you would do in the public square? And he said, well, it's because my secret is that I know that I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, he was right. just a guy. I, I would love to meet him one of these days yeah. uh, that was just no. intensely curious. Right. And yeah. asked questions and sought knowledge and then did the best that he you know, could. So I think there's a lot, you know, a lot to learn from some of the stuff. There's some amazing examples in the Bible. But anyway, yeah, I, you know, there, there's a lot to think through, but I, I, here's what I'd like to just encourage people with, right? We are going to get through this. I'm honestly having a blast here at the home with my family. This has given right. me time to read. Like I'm actually creating a gratitude journal because there actually is so much to be grateful for right now. Amen. And you're not alone. Everybody out there listening to this, whether you're watching this or listening to this, I'll guarantee you, you can reach out to Drew and have a conversation. You can reach out to me, uh, John J. Ramstead at beyondinfluence.com. And Drew, how do people get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing at Acumen? Yeah, it's uh, the our website's acumenimpact.com. And, and that's A-C-U-M-E-N. Right. Yep, acumenimpact.com. And uh, my email is drew.hiss at acumenimpact.com. My last name is spelled H-I-S-S. And sure, would uh, certainly entertain any conversation that might, uh, or dialogue that you might wish to have. You know, one of the uh, books of the Bible, John, that I've felt very kind of called to draw people into who I work with right now is, ironically, the book of John. Uh, chapter 15, and it's that uh, time just hours before Christ will be uh, crucified, and he's obviously sharing the last of his final pearls of wisdom with the disciples and mm. and find themselves in the, uh, you know, in the, the ancient vineyards, and he's explaining and comparing our lives metaphorically to the life, the life of a vine in the vineyard and the vine dresser and the the uh, branches of the vine and how we compare. And in the end of the day, for those who enjoy uh, all things winemaking and, mm-hmm. and the art of, of uh, consuming wine <laughs> and farming a vineyard, if you will, it's a very enjoyable metaphor that I think has a tremendous amount of applicability for the journey we're in today. Be, you know, the, for a vine to produce abundant fruit, it has to be pruned. And I think this is a season mm-hmm. of pruning. And I, I look through the, the lens of the pruning with gratitude because that means we'll experience this promise of greater abundance. And uh, I think we're being called to turn our eyes toward uh, God at a deeper level, a more genuine level, and uh, repent of our shortcomings in uh, sinfulness. And we're being pruned. This is a season of pruning. Yeah, I, I agree. I see this as a time of, that's uh, a great reminder, like personal growth, right? Growth as a father, my kids, a husband, mm-hmm. you know, as a friend to other people, right? So 
I think with that said, you know, my, my, I guess my call to action for everybody out there, whoever just popped into your head, maybe as you listen to this conversation, shoot them a text, send them a Zoom link, like, you know, like this, uh, pick up the phone and just check with them. If you have a company, don't, it's not a sales pitch, right? Just call them and say, man, how you doing? How's your family? What's going on? Tell me about your day. Uh, is there anything at all I can do to serve you? It could be just having a, a conversation and just breaking them out of the routine. So, so Drew, exactly. thank you so much for sharing, man. And uh, I really encourage folks, if you really want uh, just some great mentorship, counsel, advice, Drew can help you. I really, I trust Drew completely and that's why he's here. Uh, so thank you for your time, brother. And I'm excited that you just moved to Colorado. So when this is over, we can, we can all get together. Excited to get together. We could always get together and do some social distancing over a coffee too. Yeah. You know what I could do is set up, like I got a fire pit on one side of the yard. There you go. On the other side of the yard, we have a trampoline. We could just kind of rotate around between the trampoline <laughs> and the fire pit. A little exercise, warm up. Yeah. Maybe later. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you, John. Grateful right. to be uh, invited to share some time with you today. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks brother. See ya. God bless you. Bye.